are you? I'm good. <laughs> I just took a Let's really good sip of water. Go ahead and edit all that space. <laughs> I just took a really but like, sip of water. it wasn't just a sip of water. It was like for some reason you got panicked and forgot how to swallow, and you're like, well, "What do I do with this in my mouth?" It's one of those things when you're like trying to not laugh, so you also can't swallow at the same yes. time. So I was like. Listeners, it was legitimately what happens when you put the big. You're like, I could get this much food in my mouth, and then your waiter is like, "How's what? what how's everything? Or you've done that, and your waiter says, "Do you need anything?" And you need ketchup, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, no, you're gonna sit here, and you're gonna wait through the chewing process. Yes. You're gonna. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Leo and I had a little brunch today with. One of my old coworkers who left my company a few months ago, and since I'm moving, it was like our last chance to see each other, and for her to see Leo. That's cool. Was, yeah. What's the What's the T minus date for when you're you're moving? Gosh, I think or oh, I think we're right at 30 days now or 31 oh, days. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um. So if anybody has recommendations for things I should do to fill my time on the drive from DC to Texas, mind you, I have like seven stops along the way. So it's, I'm not really ever in the car for a super long time, but was well, I was about to say when Tara and I drove down here, she used an app called road trip. Yes. And it does a really good this. job. I had good things to yeah. see along the way. Yeah. It, it's very good. Like I've always, it's, it's, it's close to what I've always wanted, which is, I like having a route and seeing what's on the route and making decisions based on that as opposed to, I think most modern GPS is like, you know exactly where you're going yeah. or, you, or, or, or or something like that. And this one is you just go, this is my route. And then you pick, you know, certain destinations like theme parks or, what, or, or hotels or restaurants. And then you could put like weird stuff. And uh, that's where we saw Foam Hinge and... Uh, what else do we see? A bunch of weird stuff like that. Do you remember where Foam Hinge was? It was the world's largest foam recreation of Stonehenge. No, where? Where? Virginia. Oh, okay. So something I like, I would because I'm going a little bit of a roundabout way because I have never been to North Carolina or Kentucky. So like, I'm oh, okay, going okay, down okay. to North Carolina and then I'm going like over to Tennessee and then I'm zipping up to Kentucky for like a day trip and then going back to mm-hmm. Tennessee. So. Yeah, I'm just, I'm hashtag blessed in that I have people to stay with along this route. Right. I'm staying in a hotel one night, Leo and I are, so in Hot Springs, Arkansas, so. Oh, that'll be fun. Um, literally just a place for us to rest our heads, so. I guess that's the other thing for you is you gotta figure out places you can go that can take a dog. Well, y- yes, I mean, all of my friends know I have a dog, so they know that Leo is I coming. don't. I meant more for like recreation stuff. Yeah, than for I mean, luckily, um, shout out to the Marriott website. You can sort by hotels that allow pets. So, oh, that's cool. Um, and a surprisingly large number of hotels allow pets. So, um, I'm, I'm told that you know it's good that I have a dog moving to to Austin because like everywhere you go in Austin, it's like sure bring your dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places for it. Uh, speaking of dogs, uh, I just got done seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And in a film full of uh, amazing actors giving great performances, there is no better actor than Brandy the Pitbull. Uh, that is is Brad Pitt's uh, co-star, and it, it, you know, in a movie with with amazing chemistry between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, there it is overshadowed by the chemistry between Brad Pitt and Brandy the dog. I definitely thought you were going to say that the movie is a dog, and I was going to be like, okay, I won't see it. No, it, I mean, do you like Tarantino movies? Not particularly. 
Um, and you're probably not going to like this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't ever feel a draw to see them. Even yes. when, like, like when people are like, oh, but you would really like Django Unchained, or you'd really like Inglorious Bastards. I'm always like, I just, I have no, no, I don't care to see them. I feel like I never would look at you and go, from what I know about you, like, Inglorious Bastards would not be a top movie to, like... It's It's kind of like how everybody has one Wes Anderson movie that they like, and a lot of people's, like intro into Wes Anderson's Royal Tenenbaums because that's the mm-hmm. most like palatable and like least quirky kind of most relatable I guess um, so it's, I feel like people are always kind of like there's one kind of mainstream Tarantino movie and that's usually Pulp Fiction so yeah. I think Pulp Fiction is enough of a cultural icon that you should probably see Pulp Fiction but... I've seen it I have seen yeah Pulp so Fiction. you're good yes note take I... a note to listeners that is a movie I have seen <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like this one, my thing with Tarantino stuff is he's he, it's he one hundred percent transports you back to ni- late nineteen sixties Hollywood. Um, it, all the characters are really good. Like it's it's a big character study on things. But I'm watching the movie going like I'm, I'm like two thirds of the way through the movie. I'm like, what is the plot? Like what, what other than this is what these characters are doing? I don't understand what the narrative is, and I don't think that's necessarily the point. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that till like, the very end, and then I went, oh, okay. That's a, well, that's a, this is... Two hours is a long time to sit through a movie being like, what? Well, again, it's just I really like these characters, and I enjoy watching them do anything. But they're not necessarily doing anything of, of like, like, that would... If I told you this was a movie about two guys, like, who just were friends, and one was another guy's stuntman, and you're like, well, what do they do? It's like, well, they just talk, and they shoot movies every once in a while you kind of be like huh but then when i add by quentin tarantino i think that's what makes it all those scenes are excellent yeah but there's no like through line and there's something at the end that kind of happens it's like oh i see where we were going where we were headed but it's so quick and fast i was like i just i just i just think he does i think he does a weird job of pulling the narrative together which is interesting from a guy who created pulp fiction that was such a strange new narrative and this and a, one is like a just, pretty complex movie yeah yeah and it's just funny because this came out and I, you know I'm, i've kind of got my my finger a little bit on film twitter because i have some friends who are kind of big into that sphere and they were like this is the third best quentin tarantino movie and i was like it's i, I liked it like i think if i saw it again i'd like it even more but like most of it was the dog <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, we're here to talk about a TV show with a dog. Spoiler real quick. The dog does not die. I've decided that's a spoiler I'm just going to give to people. Oh, I, app- I appreciate that. Have you heard of that website, <laughs> Does the Dog Die? No. Oh, there's I was a web- just about to say this should be. There's a website called Does the Dog Die, and it, it, it's they've expanded it to include any animal that basically, and even like animals that aren't necessarily main parts of the movie, but an animal dies <laughs> in the movie to warn you. Yes. Because like, I think... Have I talked about this before? That my parents wanted to go see War Horse with me, and that that Spielberg movie. And I was like, I said no because I think the horse dies, and I think that even if the horse doesn't die, there's a time where you think the horse is gonna die, and I bet another horse <laughs> dies. And sure enough, another horse dies, and you think the horse is gonna die at one point. Speaking of other dogs that do not die in entertainment, and speaking of ham-fisted segues, um, hello, Seattle. <laughs> about to talk about another movie with a dog uh side side note one of my favorite books of all time has been made into a movie and it's coming out this month or next month the art of racing in the rain i don't know if i'm recommend it's about a a dog and his family i don't know if i recommend the movie because it looks like the movie is actually gonna be pretty bad but the book is amazing so Mm. but spoiler the dog dies 
But at the very Hello, <laughs> But at the very beginning, at the very beginning, it's told from the dog's point of view. At the very, very beginning, the dog is in the first chapter. The dog's like Anna being put down tomorrow because he's like really old. Oh no! <laughs> and then he looks back on his time. Someone, his someone told me something about how they had a friend who worked in a, a veterinary service and how they were like. Most dogs, when they're put down, their owners are too afraid to be in the room with them, so their dog dies looking around for their owner. And I was like, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. So if you have to put your dog down, please be in the room with them. Anyway, on another cheery episode of Frasier, <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. <laughs> and we're the I have tears start in bawling. my eyes. Isn't that the worst thing you've ever heard? Oh my gosh, well, so... My mom. Like, if I had to cry, I would think of that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. I... Oh, man. Um, yeah. I, so, I will say, when we put our family dog down that I grew up with, um, we had him for 17 years. My mom and I had to leave the room. My dad stayed with him. Yes. But, um... I can... I, but they don't know what's going on. I, he was so out of it by then. Like, I don't... I think he was just, like, drifting. No, I'm not talking about your... I'm just saying, in general, the idea of, like, dogs looking around, like, where's so-and-so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have no idea what's happening. Yeah, I know. I'm petting Leo. <laughs> I know. Where's Lady? Lady! Um, all right. Here we go. Hello, I hate Seattle. You. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel! <laughs> and we're the Craniacs. We get together and we depress make each other. Each cry. other. <laughs> we, we talk about terrible things. Um, and uh, this world is, is spiraling into despair. Uh, this week. <laughs> I saw a t shirt the other day that said, There is no planet B. And I was like, Ha ha! Oh, God. Ugh. Okay, we gotta stop. Okay. We gotta stop. Woo! All right, Frasier. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is uh, we're, we're talking season four, episode something. Eleven and twelve. Right. Three days of the condo, and what's the next one? Death and the dog. God dang it! <laughs> Wait, what? we didn't even is... we didn't even realize this when we started talking uh, about this. Uh, what is happening? <sighs> okay, but first up, three days of the condo. Netflix says, when Frazier becomes fed uh, up with the strict rules governing his condo complex, he decides to attend his first condo association meeting, once again proving that they're really good at covering the first two minutes of an episode. Uh, I've got Frazier runs for condo board president against the tyrannical Miss Langer. Niles lends his apartment to Martin for a romantic evening with Sherry, but inadvertently walks in on the two of them in in flagrante. Gosh, I <laughs> love the sense. term in flagrante. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I, so I watched these a couple days ago, so it's going to take a little bit for me to remember. But I do remember that Miss is it Langer or Langer? It's Langer. Isn't Langer. It? Langer. She yeah. has played, and I don't know the actress's name, but I can find Dana out. Ivy. She's yes, played by Dana Ivy. Who I remember. remember I took notes. <laughs> yes, I remember from. Uh, the Adams Family. Yes. So she might win the award for me as the That that Lady yeah. Award. Where I never know her name, but I could immediately think of five or six movies she's That's in. That's what I just saw her in was Ocean's 8, because Tara recognized her in Ocean's 8. There's a, oh. There's a, was she in Ocean's 8? So there's a scene... I liked Ocean's 8, but now I'm having a hard time remembering it. Now I've seen Ocean's 11. I, I liked it times. as well, but I found it utterly forgettable. Yeah. There's a scene where they need a bunch of older women to, like, coordinate something, and there's four of them, and it's all older, like, this type of actresses. Okay. Um, she, yes, folks, you might know her from Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, which is a very underrated sequel. Um, she ends up hooking up with Cousin a, It. <laughs> yes, she does. That's all. Oh, and she has, they have a baby. What? Yeah. 
Um, she plays Sandra Bullock's mom in two weeks' notice. She is in Legally Blonde too. She plays the Congresswoman Hauser, I believe, mm-hmm. that Elle Woods is trying to petition. She's in a lot of things. Yes, she is. It's, it's, she is. I feel like as we get for, further and further in the series, we are going to have the that that actor of the week almost. Mm-hmm. Um, she would. This was a perfect role for her. She felt very. She was very, very good at the stuffy person like leader of the of the condo board and i feel like dana ivy which i will not call her that for the i'll never forget her name now um i feel like she has been playing roughly the same decade for like 30 years yes <laughs> even it was funny because I, I think when we saw her in oceans eight i was like oh my god she's still alive and she now just looks maybe the one decade older than she did in yeah. in 92 yeah, or like I would say in Frasier, I would assume yes, she looks now ten years older than she did in Frasier, and this was twenty more than twenty years ago. So she was born in nineteen forty one, so she's about fifty something in, in during Frasier. I thought you meant right now. I was like, no, right? No, 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 in Frasier, in Frasier. <laughs> I hate to tell you, it's twenty nineteen. <laughs> this is this is the ma- she's seventy eight now. She's pretty good for seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let me see. Like, have you ever lived in a condo? I know, I know, you probably rent, but I don't know if you ever dealt with a condo. Yes, I did. Um, It's funny because I think when I first probably saw this episode, and I will say we have some other condo board episodes of Frasier in our future. But um, I remember the time being like, this, this is so far fetched. None of this happens. And now having lived in a condo, and I have friends that have lived in condo buildings, and just hearing about it, all of this is completely believable. Yeah. I mean, we've the got condo a, board yeah. is usually older, older people who have nothing else to do with their time and walk around. Like I remember, we all got notes on our door at one point. <laughs> I lived in a condo for a year, um, and we all got notes on our door at one point that said um, to please. They noticed several welcome mats put out in front of people's um, um, condos and units, and to please bring those in so as to not ruin the aesthetic of the hallway. I. I get some of the need for that stuff. I have an HOA and like I live next to a neighborhood that does not have an HOA. And there's a very just like, they're like, okay, I guess the, uh, the grass has come up to my lower boob. It's time to mow the lawn. <laughs> um, but like I, I, ours, when we moved in, I was kind of like, man, these are a lot of strict rules. They don't enforce them so much and i think that's i'm 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 cooler with that where there's a a more rules on the dock on 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 the i want to say bill of rights but that's not the word i'm looking for but you know what i mean but there's a lot more rules there than that but it's just you have like a a more flexible board but yeah i i've i it's funny because in this episode when he's like the condo board I don't know why, and this is a stupid thing for me to think about. I'm like, oh, it's a condo. It's not an apartment. Of course, Fraser doesn't live in, in a six-bedroom apartment or whatever. Um, it, I mean, it could have been a building that started as apartments mm-hmm. and then went to condo. Who knows? Um, yeah, I've, I mean, there's, I've heard horror stories. A lot of the time um, in D.C., the horror stories I hear are about condo boards that have mismanaged funds mm-hmm. and they suddenly need a huge repair like a new roof for the building or the elevator needs to be replaced or something and the condo board doesn't have the funds for yeah, it yeah, yeah. um we have that's, that's more what what i hear yeah horror stories we about. have a couple like real sticklers for for the dollar like exact dollar amount in our treasury for the hoa and it's funny because we our hoa is thirty dollars which is way less than most other places around here. And a, a month or a year? I think a year. 
It's something oh, ridiculous. Yeah, like that's about. I think it's about what my parents is. If it's thirty dollars a month, here's the thing. The other places we looked were like one hundred and fifty dollars a month or mm-hmm. a year based on that. It's got to be. I think it's got to be a, a year. But anyway, the whole point is they went up to thirty two dollars. It's got to be a year because when they went up thirty two dollars, we were like, everyone was like, "This is ridiculous. It's never gone up." Blah blah blah. And me and Tara were like, "Who gives a crap? Like, who yeah. cares?" Um, but they have a half of a Starbucks coffee. <laughs> yeah, so much of it like goes to the pools around here, mm-hmm. and like, and then everyone complain. I I can't. And then every every year, everyone's like, "Who wants to be the new, a new HOA board member?" And I'm like, "Not on your life. There's no way I would no. ever want to do that." But yeah, it's um, I think condo boards are ruled a little bit more of an iron fist because everyone is in such close proximity to each other. Yes. They're shared walls. Mm-hmm. And they have to enforce things like if you have a leak in your wall that affects your neighbor's unit, yes. they kind of, you know, mediate that and everything. Um, and, yeah, like parking garages. Like we, we would get notes about, like, if the recycling bins are full, don't put your recycling next to the bin and, you know. Would you have any interest in purchasing a condo? I don't know. Um, I like the idea as a woman who does not have a green thumb. And given that my roommate, mm. when she goes out of town, asks me to water her plants, and I always end up forgetting half the plants in the house. Um, I, I like the idea of not having a yard to take care of, and you, that that whole aspect. I think you'd, I don't like the idea of riding an elevator all the mm-hmm. time to get in and out of my home. To me, I'd almost rather live in a smaller house than I could normally afford, and then take that money towards a lawn care service. <laughs> Because you'd be shocked yeah, I mean, at how cheap you can get some of that stuff out here for. I mean, I have I have a teenage boy who mows my lawn. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so or I think, but if anything, I'd probably do more of a townhouse where like I have yeah. gravel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or something. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think there are definitely pros and cons. So uh, the only thing is, is that condos, at least in DC, tend to have pretty high fees. So like on top of your mortgage, you're paying like five or six hundred dollars a month. Pros and condos would also be an excellent name for a Fraser episode. Anyway. Oh, that's a really good name. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's like money that you're not, that's not going, that's not like an investment. That's mm-hmm. like just money that you throw out the window every month. So I think that's kind of a thing. A lot of times utilities are included, mm-hmm. like cable and they'll have a gym or something in there. But I don't know. That's not money that's going towards something that you're going to get value out of we we rented one i guess it was a condo but it was definitely an apartment that that a person owned so it had to be Mm -hmm. a condo and that was one of our that was my favorite place when we were in dc um that was our last place that didn't even last a full year because i got the job out here which is unfortunate had like full like wood floors like the guy was really cool about sending people out to fix things we had like an unwritten he's like if if you think it's under 50 bucks and you can fix it on your own like could you please try like so i was like yes i can start trying to figure out how to fix some of this stuff because i like fixing stuff around the house um yeah i don't we, boy this is a big condo <laughs> tangent we, we well you know it was very relevant it was very relevant um, um I had something I wanted to talk about specifically. I believe it was in this episode. Okay. I think it was this one. It was, see if you can help me with it. It was something where Fraser was saying something to Martin. I think he was talking about how much of a fuddy-duddy Miss Langer was, but then instructing them to, like, move the, instructing Daphne to, Daphne, yes. don't you know this is a skew, a skew, Daphne. It's slightly askew. <laughs> and there's something that Fraser's dad says to make fun of Fraser. And they're all, it's, it's Fraser, Niles, and Daphne are at the table. 
and I forget what what Fraser says something. Martin makes a joke, and then Niles goes <laughs> and does this laugh that's so not Niles. Like it, it's almost. I am like, is that legitimately David Hyde Pierce's actual laugh? Because it sounded so. I went back. Wait. And, Listen to it. Do you Wait, know? I think I know what you're talking yes. about. It's like a very low, like, giggle. <laughs> like, it's just, it's it's almost Seth Rogen-y. I, I think, I, I don't think I necessarily know from this episode, but I think I know in general what you were It might have been about. the next episode, guys. It was a couple, a couple days ago when I watched it, but I remember writing it down like, what is that laugh, Niles? Because yes, you, you, you texted me, you were like, remind me, Niles' laugh. Yes. it's def- <laughs> And I forgot, so there it's you go. It's definitely, I went back and rewound it a few times. So when the episode starts with, uh... Martin and Sherry um, enjoying some smoochin' on the couch, and then Niles and Fraser and Daphne walk in. Um, I realize this is where one of my favorite Fraser quotes, I know I have a lot of Fraser quotes, but one of my favorite ones comes from, which is when she says to Niles, come over here and give your give Sherry a great big kiss on the mouth. And he says, well, perhaps just a friendly wave from across the room. I, I, <laughs> That's something I say all the time. I was about to say, you're like, I know I have a lot of Fraser quotes. Laurel, if you can't express your favorite Fraser quotes in a Fraser podcast you put on with your also Fraser watching friend, I, where can you do it? Well, it, it's just, I think it's funny that it's probably at this point we're in the like, 40s in terms of this is one of my favorite quotes from Fraser. Well, there's like 300 episodes or something. I feel like, you know, I, I do the same thing with movies and stuff. I have friends who like, we have the movie quotes we throw back and forth at each other. Like, mm. and that's from little bits of entertainment as opposed to this, which is potentially 150 hours total of content. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's like my old roommate and I used to talk only in West Wing quotes and West Wing episode titles. Yes. I don't think I could tell you an episode title. Do they display the episode title before? At the beginning of every episode, yes. Of West Wing? Huh. Okay. Yes. I think I've only seen through the West Wing once. Well, it's always a good time for a rewatch. I know, because they're starting to take things off of Netflix. You never know what's going next. Friends is going soon. The Office is probably going soon. Because everybody's got to have their own damn streaming service. I, I just wonder if that means... I just... I don't know. I'm not... I, I don't want to pay... And I know it's like $10 a month, but I'm like, at some point, I might, it's like I might as well have cable again. Well, that's the thing that was funny to me, because I remember with cable, I went, I want this a la carte service so I can choose exactly what I have so I don't have all these wasted channels. And now they're doing it, and I'm like, no, 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 not like this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so Fraser gets his first note from Mrs. Langer. His no-no note. Bought- yes, his no-no note. Um... <laughs> Because he hangs a new knocker on the door. Was it a Japanese door knocker that he got? Yes, because there was a very insensitive joke about, like, I haven't seen Oriental knockers like this since. And I was like, oh, Sherry. Yeah, <laughs> yep, 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 I remember Whoa. that. And she named some strip club that had, like, Shanghai in yeah. the title or something. And I was like, <laughs> Yes. Um, um, I, had a, I had a friend in college who was Vietnamese, and he used to really take offense to the to the term, as well he should, to the term oriental when referring to people, because he always used to say, we are not rugs, we are not meant to be stepped on. And I was like, thank you, Robert. <laughs> yeah, th- that, that's something I tell people, like, if somebody says oriental, I'm like, you can refer to rugs or the Orient Express. Yes. <laughs> and that is or a, it. <laughs> or a flavor of ramen, I believe. Yes, maybe. <laughs> or like... Or there's the hotel chain Mandarin Oriental. Yes. You can. Yes. That is fine. 
Although Mandarin Oriental might want to think about rebranding. Again, this has been uh, two white people discuss the sensitivity of <laughs> of racial <Yeah>. slurs. <laughs> um, yes, so he puts that up and then within seconds gets a note. As if she was yes. waiting there, which is ridiculous because she was on the elevator going somewhere. But what she probably did is saw it and then rode the elevator back to his floor. And I guess she just has those notes at the ready. Oh, of course she does. She she seems, wasn't she holding a purse like this? So I feel like she has a big purse full of those and, and Werther's originals and. Do not. (laughs) He smirched the good name of Werther's originals. Mr. I may or may not have a bag of those in my desk at work. (laughs) (laughs) Laurel. Laurel with her pre-spinster uh, kit. <laughs> no, my coworkers do tease me. They're like, we didn't, we didn't know we had a senior citizen in our midst. Yeah, seriously. Um, They're delightful. <laughs> what flavor are they? If you had to pull a flavor, it's it's kind of a, a mix between butterscotch and caramel, which is funny because I really don't like either of those flavors, oh, but I, I like Werther's original. Listen, I eat so many old man food. Like I was gonna say butterscotch. They now make sugar free Werther's originals because I almost accidentally bought some. Right. So. He goes. Okay, Fraser time. He goes to this. He goes to the uh, the meeting to to. We live in a democracy, and he's going to go. With his dazzling display of rhetoric. Yes, he's gonna go. Just, he's gonna go uh, debate his his side of the story, and he it, it, to say it, he goes and he's got pictures of the knocker and he's passing them out. It's so ridiculous, and it's after that woman was like, "Oh, I was trying to get a ramp up the front, so I one slide into the street." Yes, I'm trying to make the ramp wheelchair. steep. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, well, you go ahead." Then it got very all the president's men where somebody, you know, confronts Frazier in the shadows in the parking garage, or I guess in, in his headlights in the parking garage and asks Frazier to run as pre- for president of the condo board. Well, that's the joke of the title. Do you know Three Days of the Condor? Oh, I don't. Uh, I gotta remember. It's, 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 I think it's a Robert Redford. Yeah, Robert it's about, Redford. it's about uh, Woodward and Bernstein, I believe. Well, that's all the president's men. No, never mind. Three Days of the Condor. Uh, it's a political. It's a political thriller film. So it is Robert Redford, but it's not. Not all the presidents. Yes. Men. So I, I okay. think that's yeah. That's that's why it's Three Days of the Condo. Um, oh. I just I knew the title and I was getting it actually confused with all the presidents men. But yes, I think there's a similar thing going on there where there's there's a, 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 a parking garage like meeting a deep throat uh, a meeting going on now that actor has been in a bunch of stuff and I forgot his oh. name Austin Pendleton so do you know this guy no so he was have you seen My Cousin Vinny yes do you remember the uh, we've talked about My Cousin Vinny like 18 times it's on. Tara's favorite movie but he's I, I know I'm saying like we've talked about it enough you should know that I've seen it he <laughs> is the 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 public defender that the guy gets briefly, who who gets up there and ends up having a stutter. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't sorry, I'm not laughing at stutters. Um, oh my god. <laughs> um, the King's Speech is one of my favorite movies. So. I will post the scene because it's one of the funniest scenes in the movie, and it's this great moment where this guy basically shows up to the movie, does an amazing comedic scene in a, in a pretty amazing comedic movie, and then is just and then he's out of the movie. But it's so good. I, uh, he's also another very this guy thing. He's been in a million things. We'll post some stuff from him. Um, but yeah, he shows up and is like, we're part of the, of the resistance. resistance. And then he's like, I can't show you my face because I'm trying to get a new, what is he trying to get? Oh, um. I was going to say garbage disposal, but that was yeah, Roz's thing. That's Roz. Um, 
I don't remember what he's trying to get. But then he drives off and he's got a vanity plate that says, like, yes. Dr. Dorf. <laughs> um, speaking of Roz, when she shows up at Fraser's apartment in some, like, very clunky plot point they have to work on a Saturday, what is she wearing? It is a sweater that four Roz's could fit into. <laughs> it's the one from the episode where Daphne's boyfriend showed up, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> It, it, she, Daphne could have worn that outfit and no man would be interested in her. So, exactly. um, what's but then Fra- the, the, the big, uh, result of this show is that Mrs. Langer keeps giving Martin no, no slips for taking Eddie down the main elevator rather than the freight elevator, which by the way, I could totally see a condo board mm-hmm. in DC Absolutely. being mad about. Yes. Yes. Um, and Frazier goes to confront her at one of the meetings about this, and it turns out that one of those no-no slips was actually for Martin skinny dipping in the hot tub. Yes. And so much <laughs> hilarity ensues. It was of a good, talking yeah. about Eddie. <laughs> yeah, so he's like his little buddy. Let him. He just wanted to take him out for a little while. Yeah. Give him some fresh air, and everyone's like, oh, "It's it's so stupid, but it's so good. It's, it's well so done." So stupid. <laughs> it's you can like see it coming from a mile away, and still like giggle like a schoolgirl. Uh, um, it's just yes, and then he's like, "Miss Miss So and So does it with her fluffy." Yes. Jeez. Like, oh, and she looks around like she's still shocked. But I feel like at that point she's been like, oh, are we talking about our pets? Yeah, there's an easy way to save face, people. Do we, are we, are we done? I think that's it. I think Daphne episode? comes in and, and alerts him and he's like, never mind. And rips up and walks away. Um, although I'm surprised the final joke, I don't remember what the final joke was, but it should have been Martin in the uh, hot tub looking around and then he like pulls up his pants and throws them or something like that. What was the final joke? What was the final joke? Couldn't have been that good. Mm. I gotta tell you, sometimes when I hear that music, if I'm that's when I'm like, oh, I gotta do something quick before the the next one comes on. Yes, yes. Well, also, I'm often trying to look and see who the guest callers were, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then then I have to rewind and be like, what were they doing? I don't think we had um, a caller this episode because I don't think we were we in did the not, studio. No. Um. Oh. Oh. Actually, one thing I did want to talk about at the very beginning when Martin and Sherry are smooching on the couch, and Eddie runs over and starts S- licking them. Smooching. Um, I love the term smooching. I think it's so cute. You were smooching your cousin. Do you know what that's from? The, the Home Alone 2? That's from Angels with Dirty Souls, the fake movie in Home Alone. I saw you. You were smooching everybody. <laughs> Do you know that apparently many people thought that was a real movie and like tried to find it? I thought go to Blockbuster. For some reason, I just talked about that with someone in which I revealed to them it was not a real movie. And for some reason, I thought it was you. The fact that you're like, the fake movie, I was like, oh... It must have been that because I can't remember where I actually spoke to someone about it. It's maybe it was maybe you're the person who told me this, and now I'm <laughs> well, telling it's, you. It's supposed to look know. like an old pre-code uh, movie, which if you watch old '30s movies, there's some really graphic. Not you know for the time they didn't have really good special effects, but they deal with very dark subjects and death and and terrible things because there was no motion picture code there was no gpg pg-13 there was nothing yeah even it was even before that what came out wasn't exactly a rating system it was just like they flat out said you can't have this in movies you can't have this in movies Mm -hmm. but uh what would you rate this one well targus has one of my favorite fraser quotes in it but i think that the episode itself is a little forgettable um so i would probably give this um 
six askew tchotchkes. I give it six no no notes too. I thought it was better than just just okay, and I thought I'm 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 hesitant to maybe give it a seven because I really like that final bit, and it's and part of it is because that kind of like mistaken identity humor mm-hmm. usually is like meh for me, but this I, this was real funny. They did a really good job with it. So okay. here we go. Let's talk about the dead dog stuff. <laughs> we need to say first of all, no dog dies. No dog in dies. This episode. No dog dies. Frazier receives a call from a depressed woman and relates the caller's problems to an incident that happened earlier in the week. So I have That's to say, terrible. Like, <laughs> but it's it's more than just like Frazier receives a call, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because he is a calling psychiatrist. Yes, he's yeah, like. Um, this is this is not a terrible summary because that is what, what what does IMDb say? I'm well, curious. It's funny because IMDb actually doesn't mention the part you mentioned. It just says Eddie is feeling depressed and Martin calls a dog psychiatrist. Fraser and Niles make fun of the idea, but ruminating about the possible reasons for Eddie's funk leads them to dwell on all the reasons to be unhappy with their own lives. So this was a weird episode for me because there were parts that I thought were very inventive and very funny, and there were parts that were just ham fisted. Is that, is yes. it, does that cover it for you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I actually found the last, like, three to four minutes of the episode really... Bad. I thought were really well done and really... No. Oh, really? Was, That's the part I was like, all right. I thought it was kind of... Um, I don't know. But it didn't fit with the rest of the... Yes. With the rest that, of the, I don't know. And then, yeah, the whole, like, let me tell you a story about... Like, like the whole setup for this whole premise was Frasier using this to, like, help a caller. And I was yes. like, we could have also just not had that premise and just lived this episode i have a i'm wondering if this was written by multiple people because it felt that way but one i i liked the two bits i really dug were um roz roz dating the gynecologist Mm -hmm. or not wanting fraser to talk about her dating the gynecologist Mm -hmm. um Boy, we can cut this out if you want, but would you have a problem with dating a gynecologist? So it's funny. I try to think about it. One of my best friends is married to a gynecologist, and um, so be real careful. I, you know, I'm trying to, <laughs> but we've, I mean, like they, they, they're high school sweethearts. Like they were, you know, together before he was a gynecologist and everything. Um, I mean, she obviously doesn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, and she, she has three kids, and so it's been nice to have like somebody in the house should. Like, when she was pregnant, should she, like, go into labor or something? Um, but it, I appreciate having a friend who is a gynecologist because mm-hmm. I, you know... You I, can run some questions by them? Well, more like... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about, like... Or do you just flat out be like, and... have you ever seen this before? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that. But... Um, oh, God. I, We've invited Laurel for dinner and she brought her own stirrups again. This is terrible. <laughs> Um, but I, so it's actually what, what he said. It's not why he went into gynecology, but, um, it's, if you are a man going into gynecology, you get a better choice of residencies because men get the better choice of everything, but also because very few men go into gynecology and they try to keep at least some diversity in the programs. And so they don't want it to be a hundred percent women. They want to have at least a few men in like each of the, you know, different specialties. So if you're a guy going into gynecology, you're not you're competing against like three other guys, whereas women are competing against like two hundred other women. Mm, okay. Just like you know, dating in DC. So. <laughs> I 
thought you were gonna make it more of a like social like you were first like men get choice everywhere i thought you're gonna make it more of a like serious issue and you were like like dating society <laughs> Hey, that is a serious problem facing DC society. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It seems a little weird to me. Maybe I, I, I was, because my first thought was, like, I wouldn't mind uh, dating a, a, a gynecologist. Then I realized it's not the same thing. I'd have to be. Like, would you date a urologist? A, a ding dong doctor? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is a weird conversation. You're the one who brought it up. Um, also, this this plot point has been done before. It was done on Friends. I think it's been done on other TV shows. And I'm just like, okay, I don't, well, I don't really have a problem with it. This is written, the, the, the writer of this was a woman. So I'm wondering if it, I mean, it might've been an issue for her. Or she might've, I, is either, maybe she was an issue for her. Or she was just playing up on how other people think it's an issue. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm a little surprised. I feel like Roz would be slightly more mature than this episode wrote her to be. <laughs> yes! But, yes, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, and... Roz yeah, would say no know. based on how ugly they were, not something silly like their job. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. That was one bit I liked. I liked the other bit where it's like, what uh, Eddie sees... I didn't like that. Really? I thought it... I thought it was like a cheapening of Frasier. I was like, you, Frasier doesn't do this. It's a, it was very out of place, but that's like... I like kind of absurdist humor like that. Mm -hmm. And I especially mm -hmm. liked it when they... Like, they did the payoff with Martin. When they started speaking very... About a lot of psychological stuff. And Martin gets a look on his face. He's like, oh, Martin. Oh, yes. oh, dad, dad. Yes. I also liked how each ADR was like... Frazier went, blah, 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 Eddie, blah, blah, Eddie, blah. And then, like, Daphne was like, who the boot? You know, like, they all had a different <laughs> word they went with. Like, it felt like they were having fun doing it. Yes. No, that that's true. I didn't really think about that because I was, like, rolling my eyes. But that was that was a nice touch. I have a, I have a friend who, whenever she would, um, whenever she would, like, be singing a song and she didn't know the word, she'd be like, and then he came around and glee, 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 glee. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of uh, Ed Helms on The Office when he's like, rip, dip, dip, do. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. that. um, that's actually one of my favorite episodes of The Office. Um, is oh, it's when he records a ringtone for his phone and it's Rock and Robin. Yes, and they, and hide they hide it. it, in it the and then he punches through the wall. Um, I'm, I was thinking about this earlier, and I feel like we just need a part of the show called What Are We Watching That's Not Frasier? Well, but it's not The Office, because I'm not watching The Office. What are you watching like, right now that's not Frasier? Uh, I mean, I'm watching a lot of things. I recently started rewatching the Gilmore Girls revival to see if I like it better. Mm -hmm. I'm catching up on Madam Secretary. I am watching a fantastic show called The Good Fight which is a spinoff of The Good Wife. But if you haven't seen The Good Wife, you don't need to see it in order to watch The Good Fight. Mm. It's about lawyers in Chicago, and it's only on CBS All Access, but CBS recently started airing the first season on actual CBS, and it's on Hulu. So stop what you're doing, folks, and watch <laughs> The Good Fight. Finish this episode. Finish this episode. No, no, no. Don't stop what you're doing. Come on. Wait, come back. Yeah, um, come back, come back. Uh, I've been a lot of Westerns lately. I've been watching Godless and Hell on Wheels. Is Godless good? Yes, I like it. And it's... that th That's one where it's like a, a village with no men, right? It's funny because Women. it's... 
they don't I've, I, we watched two episodes and they're not playing up that part of it like it's obviously a factor because they're but it, it's not like they haven't shown what happened they just kind of like everyone comes in and goes where's all the men and they go oh they all died in the mine and then they just keep going and it's more about like these bad guys are coming after another bad guy who is taking asylum in the town or near the town and so like it's a lot about that i think eventually they'll do an episode that's like more about the town it's good i like it i like it and it's only seven episodes and then like that's the whole thing like it's not season one it's a mini series so it's done. yeah I, I remember it winning a few emmys um jeff daniels is the bad guy and jeff daniels is scary as the bad guy like he's... he he won an emmy for it oh no kidding yeah yeah because i was like what um and then um one of the supporting uh maybe she didn't win an emmy one of the supporting women um, in it was nominated, at least. Mm-hmm. She did win an Emmy. Merit or Meryl? Merit something? Merit? I wonder if it's the one from Nurse Jackie. It is. It yes. is. She's yes. great. It is her. Because yeah. all the other women are like, we need to sell We need to sell the mine and get more men in the town. And she's like, we can do this without them. And Tara's like, yeah! <laughs> Well, there you go, folks. Check That's it out. been what Laurel and Ryan are watching. That's right not Frasier, as, as if we don't talk about that the rest of the episode. Um, anything else about this episode really stick out to you? Yes, the dog psychiatrist that comes. And he's, <laughs> it's an actor. He's a little bit of a that guy. Yeah. Zelno Ijanic. Bless you. Um, and, um, and I know him oh my most from... From uh, 9 million points in Scrabble. From Madam Secretary, where he plays the chief of staff and is like... At times a villain, but mostly, like... I was going to say I thought this was someone else. I thought... I've written his name down wrong, so as I Google this... No, it's Z-E-L-J-K-O. That's his first name. And Zeljko was his name. Oh, Oh, Zeljko Ivanic, okay. Um, I I, I just transcribed some some letters. I thought it was the guy who played Doug in House of Cards, who I feel like I see all the time now. They so he plays the same role as Doug yes. in House of Cards. Like they 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 basically have the same position in the right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. He's Russell Jackson on Madam Secretary. Um, so would you want to talk to, about him? Oh, I just he's a little bit of that guy. Like he's he's focused in an episode of The Americans. Um, I feel like Frasier right now. He's had a very long career, which is you know kind of for somebody who I didn't really get to know until he was on Madam Secretary. Now I see him in everything. Hmm. Did you recognize the uh, the celebrity caller? I did not, but uh, until they put her name up at the end. Yes, that was Patty Duke. Mm-hmm. Also mentioned in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Valley oh. of the Dolls. Oh, well. That's it. <laughs> I feel like the stuff with with dog psychology now is a little more take taken a little more seriously because i feel like i've watched shows that talk about the psychology of dogs and they're less of like here sit on the couch and tell me about your mother yeah no it's um i'm still in the facebook group for the rescue group where i got leo from and Mm -hmm. there's several dog behavioralists who make a pretty penny off of i mean that's what they call them now basically it's like dog behavioralists yeah a pretty penny off of dogs with separation anxiety or dogs with aggression um i almost had to hire one but i trained him myself um leo had um leash reactivity which meant when we were out on walks he would snarl and growl and lunge at other dogs that were like half a block away oh wow um and but i decided to just like 
we just decided to work through it ourselves <laughs> and we came out the other side actually i ran into his dog walker on friday while i was out walking him so i was working from home and she was saying how good he is with other dogs oh, that's great like, um anything else you want to add about this one uh well it was the return of niles's dog baby uh, oh <laughs> the dog that's not a dog the yeah the one i love that they're still not explaining to him that it's it's maris the dog i also like that he seems to just like I, I assumed he got rid of baby remember when you asked if we saw the dog in i was like no i don't think so and then when she popped up i was like oh baby let's do let's 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 start baby watch 2019 to see if she comes back but i enjoy that she's not he, listed in he, the credits when he took her to rest he was like but i i forgot her sleep mask so and i was like <laughs> yes she sleeps in a sleep mask <laughs> laura what'd you think about the uh the the end of the episode all the the heavy heavy stuff i i, I don't know i found I found the end of the show very poignant, and maybe it's because it ladders or parallels nicely with the conversation I had in Bible study last week, but it's just that, like, there's always going to be good things at the same time bad things happening mm-hmm. in your life, but, like, what you choose to focus on and really, like, spend your energy on is really dictates how you feel. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I kind of... When I when I heard all that stuff, I was like, they're really simplifying depression, and that's problematic. But like, the more I thought about it, the more yes. I was like, it's not their job to be like they're a psychiatry show in 1997 or whatever. Like, it's not yeah. their job to be actually giving out. You know, this is probably good advice for back then. But yeah, I, I, I liked it. But I did like I like the part where he goes cookies. Like, and they all just forgot about it because cookies. Yes. that's what I got out of it. Cookies equals. Uh, Prozac. No. Um. <laughs> and he's eating the cookies while he's talking to the caller. I yeah. just, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, one thing I did point out when Eddie comes out holding the doll and is chewing the doll and looks all happy, that looks like a completely different dog. Yes. And I was like, I bet that's Enzo. And I was about to ask. En- yeah. And if that's Enzo, they need to do have done a like they need to have done something to where the markings were not so obviously different. <laughs> Um, what would you do? You want him to spray paint the dog, put a little stencil over him, and shh. I thought they might put some makeup on him. Yeah. Do you something. think they do that? Do they have doggy makeup? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. In Art of Racing in the Rain, they had something. I was reading an article about it, and they had something like twelve dogs, mm-hmm. twelve different like golden retrievers or labs. I don't remember what kind of dog it is. Um, what if there are twelve different breeds? That'd been amazing. And they're just like <laughs> presenting it as if you're supposed to understand. They're just like, what? It's still in. Anytime a dog is in a scene, it is that dog. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it uh, five naked Barbie dolls. Okay. Um, Has nothing to do with the episode. I'm just a creep. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to give it, uh, you know, I think I'd probably, I think it's a very forgettable episode. I'd probably give it five dog sleep masks. There. It's a good one. Yeah, guys. So if you've got thoughts on this episode, give us a, give us a call at... 1-800-NOT-A-NUMBER. Uh, but also send us an email. And if at, you know us, give us Yeah, a why not? If you know us, if you got my number, feel free. To, well, don't call me. That's weird. No one calls anybody anymore. Send me a text, all right? Who do you think you are? Anyway, uh, you could also send us an email, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. We're crani- at Craniacs on Twitter. Uh, we're Craniacs on Facebook. There's, we've got a group going. Check us out. Have some little discussions every once in a while. And we are on Apple iTunes. We are on Overcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Uh, so please give us a five-star review. Um, I actually have a recommendation for what they could be doing. It's it's related. One thing you could do is instead of if you wanted to give us a four-star review is you could tell us what you think you'd like to hear on our 50th episode. We've got a few ideas that we're running by each other. And we'd also like to hear from you guys and just... 
let us know you know we'd like to do something a little special do you want to hear a guest uh do you want uh laurel to sing i was she about to say do you want me to sing, sing. <laughs> but just something to think about she, those are all the ways you can get a hold of us and let us know something mm-hmm. you'd love to hear on the 50th episode but if that's not enough laurel's got something else you could do i have another podcast recommendation um it's from the ringer podcast network and it's called the rewatchables and it is Hosted mainly by Bill Simmons, who some people might know from like ESPN and Grantland, but a lot of other people mm. too. And it's about movies that you basically are very rewatchable. Movies that you've probably seen on like TBS, on loop, on different weekends. Um, particularly, I think a good intro episode, especially if you are a fan of Las Vegas or this movie, is the one about The Hangover. Um, I love Las Vegas. I personally think Tara should listen to this because they talk a little bit about how like Vegas used to be and how it is now. And I just like ate that up. Um, but they, they talk about movies like Crazy Stupid Love, which I really like. Um, they talk about old school. They talk about, um, like my best friend's wedding. They, they talk about just a big variety of movies. I guarantee you've seen most of them. The Ocean's Eleven one is fantastic as well. So highly recommend, um, the rewatchables. Um, it's on, it's available on all the same platforms as us. Very cool. Um, what's, what do you think your most rewatchable movie is? If you had to just pick one right now. Not your favorite. Oh, oh my gosh. I just, I feel, oh, I feel like there's so much, um, I don't, gosh, I don't, like, are we saying like a movie that every time it's on, I watch it? Sure. Walk the line. Walk the, oh, the, I don't think I've ever seen that. What? Uh, it's, it's definitely on the list. I know we've talked about it. I thought you were talking about the one that's the parody of it, Walk Hard. Oh yeah, no, but Walk the Line is that, and um, also I say Ocean's Eleven is a very rewatchable movie to me. I love that movie so much. I've weirdly watched the 2009 Star Trek movie, Same. like the new, like a million so times, many right? Times. And when I say I'm not a Star Trek fan, I'm willing to bet I'm a bigger Star Trek fan than you are. When I saw that movie in the theater, loved it so much that I turned to my friend who I saw it with and I said, "Can we watch it again right now?" I've watched it so many times, and like it's one of those movies I put on when I'm working sometimes because I know it so well. I used to do that with Indiana Jones and the first Pirates movie. So one thing that's funny is both my old roommate and one of my good friends here both owned that movie, the digital version of it, on their iPads, and it was the only movie they had on their iPad. So when I've been on trips with both of them, we have just watched that movie like two or three times. It's very rewatchable. It's very it's good. It's so good. And I, I, sadly, I've not found any of the other Star Trek movies nearly as good. So it's been... I just watched the second one of the new one. I like some of the older ones, but the second one of the new one, and I was like, eh, and then I never watched the third I've one. Seen, so. I've seen all of them and in hopes that mm. they would be as good as that first one. I love that first one so much. Um, well, I, the concept of the first one is a bunch of dudes on a dump truck go back in time and take over because they've got a like, I just love that concept of like, in our large. time, we're, we're municipal workers, and this time we are kings. Well, wait, if I, if I told you about this, now I don't remember I was telling this to you, but when I first saw that movie, I went in basically knowing nothing about it, just heard that it was really good. And I kept being like, gosh, the lower half of this villain's face just looks very much like Eric Bana. I, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like, nothing has very distinct, like just distinctive bottom half. But I just kept being like, gosh, it just looks so much like, like the bottom part of Eric Bana's face. And then at the end of the credits, it was like, you know, Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Eric Bana. And I was like, what? I- 
I like how it was inconceivable to you that Eric Bana could be in I this film. I think I thought I would have heard. So I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a Eric Bana fangirl. And I think a... I thought I would have heard that he was in the movie. And the fact that I didn't, and then he was in it. And I recognized, you know, his, his chin and mouth. So just from all that time I spent studying his photo. Guys, enjoy that podcast. Enjoy if you rewatch Star Trek and enjoy uh, if you rewatch Laurel's Star Trek. new Bana fan <laughs> podcast. Um, so. if, you, if, you re- if you rewatch that movie, just let us know like what your favorite part is. Because, I mean, if it's the whole movie, I understand. but <laughs> Absolutely. But until then, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.